You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I, as Christians, are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking time to spend with me today. Just want to say the weather is insane. I love this kind of weather. It is incredible. Crisp, cool air. Absolutely perfect. I love fall. It's my favorite time of the year. And I'm going to tell you, um, getting a nice cup of caffeinated coffee, just caffeinated beverage coffee is amazing. I love the mocha vanilla latte. That is my drink of choice. Um, best place to get them, Outpost Coffee. Check out outpostcoffeeco.com if you live in Bartlesville. They're right downtown. You you can't, you don't want to miss it. Incredible stuff. Outpostcoffeeco.com. Guys, I know the world in which we live is ever increasingly going stark raving mad. And I know that there are a lot of reasons to be just unhappy about what's going on in the world in which we live and I know there's a ton to just try to digest and try to, to to walk through and understand and it's really easy to just jump into having a negative attitude about life it really is it's super easy to jump into that and have just this I don't care I, I'm not interested it's easy to do that but the scriptures tell us that we're to, to remain thankful. In fact, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. People always say, man, I want to know what the will of God is for my life. I would love to know what the will of God is. Well, he just told you what it is. Here's the will of God. Be thankful in all circumstances. And I know, here's the thing. I know that life throws curveballs at us. I know that the enemy is attacking on all fronts, and I know that there is a lot of crazy happening in the world in which we live. So this is why we have to be ever vigilant to be connected into God's word and know what God says about this idea of being thankful. So today what I wanna do is I've brought my wife in and we're gonna sit and we're just gonna talk about this idea of being thankful in our marriages, thankful in our jobs, thankful in just our everyday life. So I hope that this encourages you as we have this conversation. Hey, babe. Welcome back to the program. Excited you're here. How are you doing? Good. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here with me. Um, what's been going on in your world? Anything exciting? And, um, life. I mean, it's just been happening lately. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for fall. I, I've been making our porch all fallish and that kind of stuff. It is incredibly fallish right now. So, speaking of fall and holiday season and everything, all that kind of fun stuff, the idea of being thankful. What, uh, what do you, what do you, why do you think it's important that we, as couples, as just people in general, why do you think it's important that we have a thankful heart, a thankful attitude? Well, scripture even tells us that we should be thankful in all things. And so, I guess most importantly is that the Lord 
commands us to be thankful. Um, so yeah, just give thanks and, and it, it turns our attitude around. If you're walking around all the time and you're bummed out or not happy or, I mean, I get it, there are going to be some days where we're sad and we're down, but if we have a thankful heart and really strive to be thankful every day, all day, we're going to have a different outlook on life. Yeah, it's true. Um, when the scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians, when I introed this, I said First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, in all circumstances, not just some, but all circumstances, we should give thanks because this is the will of God mm -hmm. for us, for, for you, that's in Christ Jesus. What, when you hear that text, what do you think of? What do you, what do you, what, what, what comes to mind when you hear that kind of, when you hear that text? Just that, that in everything we are to give thanks. So even the bad stuff? Even the bad stuff. Um, is that, is that easy when it's bad stuff to, to be thankful for bad stuff? No, and it seems like our family's had a lot of that lately, just boom, 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 back to back, but truly understanding that God has a purpose and a plan and his ways aren't our ways and that when we really understand that um, his plan prevails every you know it it's going to it's not going to be stopped it's not going nothing we can do can stop his plan and truly I mean if we are living for the Lord then we would want his ways to prevail and so everything works out you know, together for good. It says for those who love him and are called according to his purpose and plan. So, yeah, I mean, in everything, we just have to look for silver lining, so to speak, and just think um, about how we can find the good in, in all things. And, and at the end of the day, we can be thankful because even in the bad, it says he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. And so I'd rather be thankful and walking with him than miserable and not walking with him and not knowing him and not knowing, you know, how to be thankful in all things. Yeah. Yes, all things, good and bad. So, are you saying that even if we have Christ, we're going to have bad days? There's going to be bad moments in our lives, even if Christ is king of our lives? Yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like whenever I wasn't living for him... Life was just like this smooth highway and just going with the flow and the wide road, so to speak. And so, yeah, I feel like when we truly turn our lives around and start living for Him, we're on a narrow road and it is sometimes like swimming upstream and walking uphill. And so, yes, um, Christ followers are going to have... Um, trials and tribulations it doesn't say if it says when you have those things counted all joy um so yes i as as believers we're gonna have things in our life um go wrong and and that's just part of life and so how we handle it is gonna determine what the world sees in us and our goal is to let others see jesus in us so yeah my goal is that when bad things happen, and I do sometimes react like the world does um, sometimes, but I um, 
really, we really as believers have to remember that the world is watching us and how we react to those things. And if we truly believe what we say we believe, then we're going to respond um, with, you know, he's with us even in, in, in the midst. And really, um, as believers, if we're following him, we truly will feel peace and comfort in the most terrible of times. Which, has that been a personal testimony of your own life lately? I mean, has there been moments where it's been difficult and you've had to you've had to be um, thankful even in, in, in adversity? Yes. With the death of your mom, with you changing jobs, with you um, just the way our family's gone. Um, one of our kids, we, you know, with deciding financially about the schooling for our children when they've always been enrolled in private education and and right now we have one in, in um, a different school than the others and so yeah not you know none of what has been handed to us is evil or terrible I mean even death death is a fact of life um, you know budgeting your money and doing things like that that's a fact of life so all those things we have to handle um, we can't just like, I want to sometimes just sit down and say, oh, all these things have been thrown at us and it's all bad, but really in the grand scheme of things and what will matter in, you know, 10,000 years, as you put it, isn't going to, you know, is this going to matter in 10,000 years? And, and yes, those things are terrible and heartbreaking, and mm. but it's nothing that we can't overcome with Jesus. So let me ask you... Even have there been points in your life in the last, I don't know, two years, three years, where you have not handled circumstances well, where you have not shown thankfulness? Oh, absolutely. I'm human. So, how did you overcome that? Um, one thing is like when I get sad or upset or feel overwhelmed. I'm a homebody and so I decide I'm just going to stay at home and I think that we don't want other people to see us in our weak moments and so mm, my yeah. my thing is like oh I don't really need to go to church this morning or whatever but always having that mindset of no that's exactly where I need to be I need to go there and so I guess how I overcome it is like sometimes you have to force yourself into fellowship with other believers or you have to force yourself to go to that evening Bible study or to go to that Wednesday night youth group meeting or, you know, different. You just have to force yourself to be in the Word, be in Scripture, be around other believers um, and not forsake the gathering together of, as the Word says, saints, of the, of the brethren, of the church. You're mm -hmm. supposed to gather together. And so, yeah, my thing is just holding myself off and wanting to be alone and just be a homebody and but I think whenever we get that way we need to force ourselves out of our comfort zones and get back in in and get involved and and rarely do we ever miss a Sunday ever or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night um, and that's good that's that's a good thing um, but yeah that's my tendency is when I'm sad or down I don't want people to see 
the true, you know, my true self. And why do you, why do you think that is? Why do you not want people to see the true mess? Well, because we live in such a world right now, especially right now, this generation with the social media and the we only put our good side forward. I mean, that's not new news. That's yeah. since social media has been around. That's what everybody's done. That's what, and we recognize that as a society and as mm -hmm. a people, but we still tend to put our best side forward. And so, yeah, I think that when we're, when we know we're messy or we know we're um, sad or depressed, we don't want to project, or at least I don't want to project that onto other people. And really that's what we're here for. We're supposed to have fellowship with one another and hold each even other Even when up. you're messy? Yes, even when we're messy. So do you think that this has a bigger impact on women as opposed to men? Do you think women struggle with this, with this, we don't want to be messy in front of each other? Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I think, yeah, I think definitely yes. I think women probably struggle with it more. It takes a man 20 minutes to get ready <laughs> to walk out the door. So even when they're messy, they can last minute decide, you know what, I'm going to pull myself together and go. And some women can do that. You know, I wouldn't say women can't do that, but most women, you know, they to look good and put their best foot forward to go out and, you know, Sunday morning, they're going to have to get up earlier and shower or, you know, whatever they do, whatever their routine is. And So let me ask you, would you think or do you think that is important or how would you go about setting aside and making a, a, a dedicated plan to be able to make sure you're a part of fellowship, a part of being with believers? Oh, you would just need to make sure that you don't schedule anything for a, win a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. If that's when your church meets, then you make it a priority i mean you do what you want to do you make time for what you believe is important and um we've had cases where people have scheduled or tried to schedule things and we've had to say well you're gonna have to go on without us like family things or whatever you know extended family mm -hmm. um but a lot of people just because we've done that they know now like okay well caleb and jamie can't come or won't come you know on a sunday morning sunday night now, there are things that we've made exceptions for, like, you know, but that's rare. I mean, it's very, very rare, and um, it's just, you do what you want to do, you make time for what you deem is important, and you just, I would say, you just decide that's what you're going to do, and you do it. Yeah. Um, so I talked about last week, sort of kind of living in the slumps of life, that there's times we're going to live in slumps. Um, how do you, as a woman, think it's, or how do you, how would you, as a woman, overcome the idea or overcome the slumps, living in the slumps? How does that, how does that work? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've been there lately a lot. Um, basically, for me, I just have to be in the Word and preach. The word to myself and to um, is that difficult is that sometimes difficult to do yes it's very difficult and sometimes it's okay to rest and to say you know what 
I'm not gonna go do this or whatever because I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the couch for a night and that's okay. I think sometimes we beat ourselves up and make ourselves just go like go 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 and we're run ragged. And I recently even had a friend text me and say, you know, rest is um, underrated and undervalued, and we do we we do need that time sometimes and. Um, and more than just a Sunday, you know, Sunday is a day of rest, but sometimes it takes more than just a Sunday. And, well, and I think for for you and well, I know it's not for everyone, but for you and I, Sundays are not always a day of rest. Sundays are, I mean. Right. And if we're not getting it on Sunday, then when are we getting it? And so right. you do have to be intentional about getting your rest in and making time for that. And that, that's going to look different for every family. But God was very wise, and obviously He knew we were going to need it, or He wouldn't have um, set, you know, set us up that way. He wouldn't have made our bodies that way. And so, I do feel like we should not shame ourselves into believing that we can't have a lounge day or a rest day or whatever. And the, and rest is going to feel and look different to lots of so people. So the way you rest doesn't necessarily mean how yes. your neighbor next door has to rest. Right. And um, we even recently discussed this in a Bible study I'm doing um, with a group. And it's very true. I mean, it's a lot of... Sometimes you have to be intentional and work hard at setting up time to where when that time comes or that day comes or whenever that you're really just resting because you've done everything else you need to do before that time comes so yeah it's an intentional time set apart for rest and it is undervalued underrated um and, and i think if we don't do it we can burn ourselves out and then and then we're no good to our church our community our you know employer whoever like we have to be okay ourselves so that we can give to others yeah yeah so what would you say to a minister's wife? How how what would you how would you uh, how would you encourage someone who's maybe struggling in the slump of life and who's maybe a minister's wife? What would you say to her? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm not the type. I'm not the person right now to address that. I feel like. My mother-in-law was my pastor's wife, obviously. My father-in-law is my pastor. And I feel like they always have so much more wisdom than we do. But I find ourselves in this place where I might soon be a pastor's wife, depending on yeah. um, how things go how things with, with um, you and, and our new venture. And so anyway, that might soon be coming for me. And I would just say that... Um, at the same, like, I haven't been a pastor's wife yet. I guess you do a lot of work with youth and all of that. So I guess I kind of am a pastor's wife in a way, but not officially. But I would say that um, one thing I wouldn't want to be is put on a pedestal if I do, you know, if you get this new position and mm -hmm. things change and look differently do you think? Us, do you think that a lot of... I don't want to be put on a pedestal to where right. I'm made to believe or people believe that I you know have all the answers or know all the things um, and I just want to be 
related to and still, you know, I, I would like to um, be so you, friends with, you know, sure. the girls. And you don't want people to think that you have all the answers because we don't, I mean, I don't even have all the answers. Right. And, and if anybody thinks that they have the answers to everything, then obviously they've not lived life long enough and life hasn't beat them up enough uh, to come down to a, to, to have some humility. Um, but yeah, just the idea of, uh, maybe for me, for, for ladies is just to set up appropriate boundaries. Yes. What do you think about that? Definitely boundaries. Um, I feel like if we don't set up boundaries for ourselves, no one else is going to. So it has to be, a, we have to set up boundaries for ourselves. And would boundaries look different for everybody? I mean, yes. your boundaries can be different from somebody else's, right? Yes, absolutely. A single woman's boundaries aren't going to look like a married woman's boundaries. And yeah. in, in some ways, obviously, they'll look exactly the same, but... Yeah, everybody's everybody's boundaries are different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how vital is prayer? I mean, you'd mentioned that just a little bit ago, praying and Bible study. But how vital is prayer to get getting out of life slumps? Oh, when I'm not praying, I'm definitely in a slumpier slump, <laughs> so to speak. So yeah, um, prayer is. I mean, if you don't have a relationship with the Father to where you can go to Him any place, any time of the day, you know, no matter what, then you don't you don't have much. I mean, that is your relationship with the Lord, is your prayer life. That's you talking to Him. Um, he's your heavenly Father. Yeah. He's your Father, and you know, one thing that when I was a new believer, um, church. Uh, Wednesday night prayer group would just terrify me because I didn't want to pray out loud or pray in front of people who had been doing it longer but the more I listened to these ladies and listened I just you know you learn that you're just talking to him like you would talk to your dad you know and so prayer life I don't know prayer is super important super vital um, and I definitely can tell whenever I haven't been praying enough yeah well that's awesome. So, on a lighter note, as the holidays are coming up, what is because we're th we're talking about the idea of Thanksgiving and, and that having having a thankful heart. What's one of your favorite things to eat for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, a favorite thing at Thanksgiving, that would be probably. We always have two casseroles pretty much always for Thanksgiving that we only get at Thanksgiving and Christmas in our family and that would be broccoli rice casserole. That's my favorite. And green bean casserole. Mm. And we don't do the green bean casserole with just like the plain cream of mushroom soup. We like throw some Velveeta in there and some sauteed green bell peppers and onions and all those crunchy little dirty onion <laughs> strings on top. Which for the longest time, I mean, I didn't know what those were. Until I mean I knew what they were but I didn't know what they were called and so the first time you're like hey run to the store and get some dirty onions, I it took me and now they're called Frenches yeah Frenches fried onions and it took me forever know. to find them because I didn't know what that was but yeah those are good but my favorite's the broccoli rice cheesy casserole yeah oof yes of course the turkey or you know let's okay let's gravy. settle the debate fried or baked. I've always had baked until I met your family, and I honestly <laughs> like it 
both ways. My family knows how to oven bake a turkey to where it's still juicy. It's done, mm -hmm. but it's still juicy. But I really like the fried because it's faster and it's juicy too. So I, I mean, if they're done right, either one is good. If they're cooked right, you just have to know how to do it. True story. Well, okay. Um, will you pray for us? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you for, um, just, I thank you for how you are, how you're perfect, and how your ways are, are good, no matter what. And I thank you that you call us to be thankful, because really, whenever we're thankful, we do um, just have a better outlook on life. And Father, I just ask that you would help me um, this holiday season to keep my eyes on you and to um, just trust your ways for me, Lord, and for my family and for my church family and help me to just trust in you, lean on you and communicate with you, talk to you, Father. Um, I, I just, I am so thankful um, that you sent your son to die on a cross for my sins, Father. It's the most awesome thing, Father, and I just... I just feel sometimes so unworthy to be loved like that. And I just thank you for that. And it causes me to be very thankful. And I just pray, Lord, that those who don't know you or don't truly understand, um, Father, that this holiday season you would just touch their lives, the people that we've been praying for to come to know you. I just pray, Lord, that you would just touch them and help them to have a better understanding of you and help them to understand that they need a personal relationship with you and that you would save them and father i thank you for my husband i thank you for my family i thank you for my children i thank you for our health mm. um yeah. so many people are sick or hurting and i just thank you lord that you've given us good health and i just pray good health for my friends and family and church family and father i just pray that you would comfort those who are hurting and who are in need and Father, just give them peace that passes all understanding. Lord, we just um, thank you for this day, and we just thank you for the opportunities that you give us in our life, and we just pray, Lord, that you would guide and protect us and, and guide our steps and help us to honor you and help us to give you the glory in, in, in everything, Father. We know that all of the good, good gifts come from you, and, and we thank you for that. Mm. We love you, Jesus. It's in your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you. Love you. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.